Welcome to Talking Taxes Hill Roundtable, a Bloomberg Tax podcast. We'll sit down with our Hill team to discuss the latest legislative activity dealing with tax. I'm your host, Amanda Icone, and we're excited you're here. Hi, I'm joined today by Bloomberg Tax Hill reporter Ali Versprill. Thanks for having me. So, Ali, since we spoke last, the election has passed and we're now looking ahead to the next Congress. We now know that Chuck Grassley has decided to give up the gavel of the Senate Judiciary Committee to lead Senate finance. He will replace Orrin Hatch, who is retiring at the end of the year. What can we expect from a Grassley-led finance committee, Ali? And do we have any idea why he picked finance over judiciary? So uh, that's absolutely right. He announced at the end of last week that he intends to return to Senate finance. He's previously chaired the committee. So under Senate rules, he now has two years left to to serve as chairman. It's, it's unclear exactly why he decided at judiciary he could have had the opportunity to confirm a few more judges. At Senate finance, though, there may be some areas where he can compromise with Democrats over in the House, uh, maybe in some of the health care issues or maybe some middle class tax relief that President Trump has talked about. There's also an opportunity if, you know, legislation is not really moving, there's an opportunity to do some oversight, which has been a priority of his in the past. All things that could have factored in to his decision. What kind of oversight issues might he take up what he's, he worked on in the past that might give us an indication of where he'd go in the future? So in the past, he's been uh, particularly interested in trying to help whistleblowers come forward and exposing fraud in the government or in the private sector. So maybe he'll continue on with some of those efforts. He's also done a lot in examining the tax-exempt activities of hospitals and charities and trying to ensure you know there's no abuse happening in some of those areas. So maybe we expect him to return to some of that as well. And, you know, there there could be some areas of compromise with Democrats because, you know, obviously the, the majority will be Democrat in the House come next year. So maybe we see some legislation on prescription drug prices or maybe there's room for compromise in some of these healthcare issues. So that remains to be seen. We do expect that trade will probably be a big priority for him, especially since Iowa, his state, you know, there's a big agricultural presence there. So definitely something that we can expect uh, the committee to focus on going forward. So for the next few weeks, Congress is still led by Republicans, both the House and the Senate. In the final weeks of the year, what can we expect of this lame duck session before the changeover. Are there any outstanding bills that might yet pass both the House and Senate? Where do those bills stand? So there are several uh, tax items that that Congress may address. Uh, Right now, it's a little unclear if there's one kind of the will to do an end of year tax package. There's also some other things that may be priorities ahead of kind of some of this tax legislation. There was a continuing resolution to fund part of the government that expires December 7th. So we'll have to see how they deal with that and how this affects the tax package. But if they are able to come together, there are several things that we're looking at. So extenders is one. That's Those are those temporary tax breaks that are sort of traditionally um, extended on kind of a two-year basis. They include a lot of energy tax breaks. Uh, there seems to be a desire in both chambers to address this. In the House, House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady has talked about making some permanent if they should be permanent while getting rid of the rest. In the Senate, 
right? They've traditionally wanted to do sort of the two-year extensions, but there is a little bit of an appetite maybe of doing something a little more. You know, when I'm talking to aides, at least that's what that's what they're talking about. But it's unclear if we'll really be able to get sort of a compromise there. So we'll see what happens with that. The other issue is obviously technical corrections to the 2017 tax law. So, so far, you know, Democrats have really been unwilling to kind of come to the table on technical corrections. They don't really want to be seen as helping support or helping improve this bill that was passed without a lot of their without their input. And in talking with former aides, it seems that there's not a lot that rises to sort of the importance of the grain glitch, which we saw was fixed. That was an error in the tax law that was fixed really early on because it had this significant impact on the agricultural industry. And talking with former aides, it doesn't seem like anything rises to that level. Do Republicans need Democratic support to pass a technical corrections bill in either the House or the Senate? So they would, uh, if we're doing this in lame duck, they would in the Senate because they need 60 votes. One area where maybe we could see something is the the most pressing issue, at least to fix, is the qualified improvement issue or qualified improvement property issue. This is where lawmakers accidentally assigned a 39-year cost recovery period instead of 15 years. There have been Democrats who have said this needs to be fixed as well, so we'll see if they can have some agreement there. And then also on technical corrections, uh, House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Brady has said that he plans to release a draft version that includes 70 to 80 technical fixes to the tax law. And so that should be coming in the in the next couple weeks. Allie, there's also been a a package of bills working through that would retool the IRS. What is the status of the that legislation? Um, Is there any chance that it will make it out that it will get passed this year? As you as we know, the House passed uh, a package of bills to retool the IRS. There are some also some proposals on the Senate side. From talking to aides, it seems like the issue that's really holding that up right now is the House uh, is really pushing for this exclusion from the IRS's private debt collection. That's the program that allows private companies to collect overdue taxes on the government's behalf. The House really wants to have this exclusion for low-income taxpayers. It seems there are some Republican senators who are concerned about the amount of revenue that would be lost to the program with that measure, with that provision in place. I was talking to a current or an aide who said that maybe there's some sort of compromise that includes a low-income exclusion or exemption, but um, doesn't widens the definition a little bit so that it doesn't the provision doesn't lose so much revenue for the program. So that's where that stands right now. Allie, can you remind us again what the overall goal, what the big ticket items are in this package of bills? Right. So in both of these, and uh, what's being considered in both the House and Senate, the goal is to change, you know, rework some of the IRS's operations functions. So that includes changes to the appeals process. Uh, That also includes some measures to combat identity theft and improve cybersecurity at the IRS. Right now, there isn't really a true kind of restructuring in the traditional sense that you would think of going on with any of these measures. Uh, That's expected to maybe come down the line. But right now, it's focused on kind of specific proposals to rework, you know, very specific functions at the IRS. So it sounds like they have a lot on their plate. When do they come back after the Thanksgiving holiday? Yes. Uh, So they will be back after the Thanksgiving holiday. In addition to the IRS bills, they're still trying to reconcile some measures on expanding retirement savings. The House passed a bill in its big 2.0 tax reform package, and uh, the Senate has its own proposals. And so trying to reconcile those two bills is also something they'll do. You know, and with any of these, really,
really, if they aren't able to address them in the lame duck, it's something that could get pushed into next Congress when we do have a Democratic majority in the House. So we'll see if that changes any of this. There's also a thought, and this will factor into what happens in lame duck, of whether Democrats want to come to the table and negotiate on some of these issues right now when basically Republicans would still own any of the consequences. So maybe they want to get some of these done so it's not on their plate next Congress. But it's, you know, it's unclear. Maybe they want to do some of these things when they do have the majority so that they get more of the proposals that they want into these uh, these packages. So something we'll have to keep an eye on. Well, lots to talk about. I want to thank Bloomberg Tax Hill reporter Ali Versbrill for joining me. All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Tax. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloomberg Tax and subscribe to our show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Tune in next time for even more analysis on the tax news of the day. From the nation's capital, I'm Amanda Icone.